0: I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is O, and O is for orgasm. Orgasm is the climax of sexual activity. Some believe it is the only centered on the genitals. However, many experience full-body orgasm. Orgasms differ in intensity, length, and even location. Orgasm is often seen as the goal of sexual activity, and although orgasm is incredible, the best sex involves being present throughout and enjoying each phase. Often people present for help because of issues surrounding orgasm, either the failure to reach orgasm or in men premature ejaculation. Many people don't understand the anatomy of orgasm. Physiologically, the brain, the nervous system, and the circulatory system are deeply involved in orgasm in both men and women. The brain is the center of sexual excitement, and the brain stimulates hormone production and increased blood flow, and the increased blood flow goes to the genitals. The central nervous system fully engages the nerves that feed the genital area, which are hooked into the brain's reward system, and a feedback loop builds until the peak is reached. Both men and women experience some of the same physiological phenomena. Blood fills the penis, nipples, and lips for men and for women, the labia, clitoris, nipples, and lips. Both experience rhythmic pulses during orgasm. Many women also ejaculate. There are so many ways to make an orgasm happen. Many women have painfully little knowledge about orgasm when they first start having sex. I had almost none when I first started having sex. Sex education back then didn't include anything about pleasure, and unfortunately, in many places, it still doesn't. Up to 37% of women are either unable to have an orgasm or have extreme difficulty having an orgasm. Now, there isn't much information for men either, however, the process of masturbating to orgasm appears to be more straightforward for men. So men present less often with the problem having an orgasm, although men will present with premature ejaculation, so having an orgasm too quickly. All orgasms are not alike. They can be affected by cognitive state, that's your mental state, psychological state, what chemicals are in your body at the time, including hormones, drugs, alcohol, and other medications. Your your genitals are innervated by several pairs of nerves, and when different combinations are stimulated, you have different sensations. So so so-called blended orgasms occurred when a bunch of areas in the genital area are are stimulated. So you might be stimulating the clitoris, the vagina, and the G-spot, for example. And each level of sensation becomes additive, so the orgasm becomes layered, deep, and then will last longer. There's also a thing called a cervix orgasm, and this can occur through stimulation of the cervix and is known for being extremely intense. Although many women can't stand this type of stimulation, it really bothers them, so you really need to make sure that you get consent before... You try to do this. There is also a a nipple orgasm, and just as orgasms can come as a result of playing with the anus, the breasts, auditory stimulation, fantasizing, or visual imagery. The length of time an orgasm lasts gets longer as you get older, so isn't that a great reason to keep having lots of sex as you age? Orgasm can relieve pain. Endorphins block pain receptors in the brain and oxytocin, which is released during orgasm, that's that bonding hormone, also suppresses pain and the perception of pain. So it's a two-fold approach to actually suppress pain. So if you're in pain, having good sex can help you decrease the amount of pain that you're in. Women have a variety of different types Of problems with orgasm. Primary anorgasmia is when a woman's never been able to reach orgasm and that includes through masturbation. Secondary anorgasmia is when a woman who was previously orgasmic is now not able to reach orgasm and often secondary um, um, anorgasmia becomes an issue In women who um, are taking certain medications that can impact negatively on orgasm, um, antidepressants, for example, um, or um, in women who have had uh, genital trauma during birth or um, in women who are um, in the menopause process or through the menopause process, orgasm can become difficult for a period of time. Situational anorgasmia is when not reaching an orgasm is as a result of the factors in the situation. So that might mean um, it was a particularly stressful day at work or you've got um, a lot on your mind and um, you start to have sex and for a while you're able to concentrate on it and then all the things that um, were upsetting you or making you anxious come into your mind and distract you from the sex that you're experiencing. And then an orgasm ends up being out of reach. Um, And you can refocus and try to refocus on the the physiological sensations and the good feelings and the interaction with your lover. But sometimes it's just not possible to get past those situational factors. As I said earlier, medications can have a negative effect on the ability to have an orgasm um, and reach an orgasm. Um, Some uh, blood pressure medications cause problems in this way Uh, Antidepressants, um, particularly the SSRIs like Prozac and Citalopram, are notorious for inhibiting orgasm in both men and women. In fact, uh, many people stop taking them because of this side effect. So this is something to be aware of when you're going to take these. In my experience, the biggest difficulty that people have is in letting go. Now, in order to have an orgasm, you have to let go of control. One of the great joys of orgasm is that it's something you cannot control. You have to relax and be open to the sensations and let your body, your mind, your heart, and your spirit respond to the stimulation and love you're experiencing. If you have trouble relaxing, you can release some of the pressure on yourself. If you don't reach orgasm, you haven't failed. Just enjoy the sexual experience that you're having. If you practice meditation, this can be a good time to employ the strategies to quiet your mind. Allow your breathing to deepen. Focus on one sensation only, maybe that point where your bodies are connecting, the smell of her or the taste of his lips. Breathe into the sensation and slow it all down and just enjoy. For people who have been consistently having problems with orgasm, often pressure builds up and it can become like um, a science experiment where, you know, the goal is to make the person have an orgasm. And that's where the focus is going to be. And there's going to be all sorts of energy on this and all sorts of attention. And unfortunately that usually raises the amount of anxiety and tension and makes the possibility of experiencing orgasm diminish. So in those sorts of situations, what I advise is to let go of that goal. Don't worry about it. It's not what you're trying to do. Start back a few steps. Focus on enjoying each other's bodies. Sometimes I even advise people to avoid Uh, the genital area and to just spend the time caressing other areas of the body and experiencing all the different sensations that your body can have um, from all sorts of different kinds of loving touches. Kegel exercises do lead to better orgasms. It appears that the stronger your pelvic floor muscles are, the better your orgasms are likely to believe. Now, In certain circumstances, um, having a really strong pelvic floor muscles can be difficult. If you are having trouble with uh, pain on sex and and certain types of vaginismus, then you have to be careful because your muscles can go into spasm and it can be really hard to open. So not to overdo it. You want strong pelvic floor muscles, but you don't want... um, pelvic floor muscles that are gargantuan. You don't want to be able to lift things with your vagina. That's not necessary. And is likely to actually backfire on you later. It takes an average of about 20 minutes of stimulation for women to reach orgasm. You probably need to hear that again. That's an average of 20 minutes of stimulation So, that means you need to take your time. Now, there are women who reach orgasm much more quickly. It doesn't always take 20 minutes of stimulation to reach orgasm, and remember that stimulation also includes the stimulation of the brain. So, if you've been fantasizing for a while, your body's already in motion. This process is already in motion. Some women are able to reach orgasm within 30 seconds of self stimulation, but this is incredibly unusual. Um, Two to four minutes is actually more common. um, And that is only during masturbation. Orgasms themselves last on average 18 to 22 seconds. So there's 20 minutes of stimulation to get there and then 18 to 22 seconds of a peak. And then, if you focus correctly, you enter the cycle again. Four pairs of nerves are involved in women's orgasms. These nerves all take information back to the brain and provide differing sensations and types of orgasms. This is one of the reasons why all orgasms don't feel alike. If you stimulate all four pairs of nerves, you get the blended orgasm, which is far more intense than an orgasm that is the result of stimulating one pair of nerves. Three of the pair of nerves first transmit information to the spinal cord, which is then sent to the brain. But the vagus nerve transmits straight to the brain. So that means that even women with complete spinal cord bisection can experience orgasm if this pair of nerves is stimulated. There are just so many ways for us to get off. Many women ask how often they should be having orgasms and if their current frequency is normal. When I was in my first sexless marriage, I thought that I was the only married woman who was having no sex at all. Even the clients I was seeing reported having sex at least monthly. And when I finally plucked up the courage to talk to a friend, I found out that I was not alone. So uh, normal frequency is really hard to judge. We do define a sexless marriage as one where uh, sex is happening six or less times per year. Havelock Ellis was a researcher in the early 1900s. He spent a lot of time studying sex and sexual behavior. And he did a bunch of research um, about frequency of sex. Of course, he was looking at married couples because then that during The early 1900s, that's all they looked at in research. Um, And he reported these recommendations according to various religious and cultural groups. So he included religious and cultural norms in his recommendations as to what actually looks normal, in quotes. Uh, For the Zoroaster faith, the Persian religious leader decreed sex should occur once in nine days. So that Zoroaster himself said, Once in nine days. Hindu authorities decreed three to six times per month. Solon, who was an Athenian statesman, stated three times a month. The Quran decrees once per week. The Talmud decrees once per day to once per week, depending on the occupation of the husband. Yes, I did say that. So depending on what the husband does for a living is how often you're supposed to have sex. Martin Luther, who is the founder of Protestantism, states that sex should be happen in a marriage twice per week. In my practice, I see that rhythms vary over time, mainly related to health, stress levels, how relationships are going, and whether or not a woman is single. One thing I can clearly say is that when in a relationship, more sex and more orgasms are definitely better. More orgasms increase emotional intimacy, as well as positive feelings about your mate, your relationship and yourself, and often the whole of your life. The good news is that research suggests a clear relationship between the age of the person and the likelihood of experiencing orgasm when having sex. So this means it isn't too late to get yourself into your maximum orgasmic prime. Here's a look at the many ways we have to reach orgasm. Some people can have an orgasm through fantasy alone without ever laying hands on flesh. So the brain is the center of orgasmic potential. You can have an orgasm through nipple stimulation or stimulation of the anus. And in fact, you might find you have another spot on your body that causes you to go wild. Some women learn to come on command. This isn't actually difficult to learn as it's just a matter of conditioning. The same way Pavlov's dogs learn to salivate at the sound of a bell, we can learn to come at the sound of our lover's voice. As orgasm is a complex response, it's likely to take more trials to make the association, but with persistence, it will happen. And this is also something that men can learn. Just as they can learn, to hold back their orgasm and actually increase their own pleasure by holding in an orgasm. Uh, if you want good information for how to do this, montakchia Chia, that's M-A-N-T-A-K-C-H-I-A, has written some brilliant books and has some amazing classes that can help men Understand how to retain orgasm and recycle that energy. There are many people who have orgasm through energy manipulation alone. Again, this is something that you learn, and it starts with learning about your breath and learning to follow your breath. Some women ejaculate when they have an orgasm, the fluid that they release comes from the urethra, but it's not urine. It may feel like there's a lot, but in reality, there's only about a teaspoon of fu- fluid. It is sweet tasting as it is made of lots of gluso- glucose, as well as an enzyme called prostatic acid phosphatase. Although it is not universal for women to ejaculate, and we also call this squirting, by the way, it's definitely more common than it was previously thought, and it is perfectly normal. Women who do this routinely report it feels extremely pleasurable. There's some research that suggests that G-spot stimulation is more likely to lead to female ejaculation, although many women report that clitoral stimulation will lead to ejaculation as well. Both men and women can have multiple orgasms. It is really all about timing. Men who learn not to ejaculate when they have an orgasm can have multiple orgasms before finally ejaculating. So they experience the peak, they experience it physiologically, but they don't ejaculate. Um, When men do ejaculate, they usually feel overwhelmingly sleepy, and this is a physiological response and therefore difficult for them to resist. Hence, my advice to people who are having sex with men, make sure to attend to your satisfaction first and then look to his, or you may find that you are left to finish yourself off. Thanks for joining me for the A to Z of sex this week. Please write to me with suggestions for the show and questions you want answered at DrLoriBeth at AtoZofSex.com. That's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X.com. Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where it's at Dr. Bisbee, and check out my YouTube channel as well. For a free 30-minute discovery session with me, go to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com and head over to my contact page to click on my calendar and schedule directly. It says click here. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on iTunes and or Stitcher and do join me next week for the letter P. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to The A to Z of Sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to a to z of sexcom That's A T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.